Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Bad Company in Rock 102. Uh, let's see. Uh, not a very nice couple of days. Today, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, rain throughout a good portion of it with a high of only about 55. And then uh, tomorrow, rain throughout a good uh, portion more of the day with a high of about 55. It is uh, only 48 right now in downtown Springfield. These are good times if you're a Patriots fan. Not so good if you're a Red Sox fan. We'll have Scott Cohen in here after 7 o'clock to talk about both of that. Them. Them. Those. Those those things. These. Uh, And uh, plenty of other things to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, How was your weekend? Terrific. Terrific? Yeah, I'll get to, I'll, I'll tell you all about that. All about that? Oh, I'll tell you all about that. All right. We need to know all about that. Yeah, I'll let you know all about that. That's coming up uh, also later on today. Just about 535 at Rock 102. Save yourself. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Super Tramp on Rock 102. couple of uh, rainy and chilly days uh, today and tomorrow with highs only in the 50s. Broke down over the weekend and turned the heat on. Yeah, we did that last night. Yeah. Couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, right now, it is 48 in downtown Springfield. Uh, just so everybody knows, Steve is off for the next couple of days. Uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is here, so we uh, he'll be back on Thursday. Thursday. That's the day he'll be back. All right. All right. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood Trench with John O'Brien and on the so, uh, pretty much everything is all about the Alec Baldwin shooting on the uh, movie set of last week. New news coming in every day in trickles and droves, and now they're saying that Alec was practicing a cross draw in a church pew that required pointing the weapon at the camera when the mishap occurred that left the cinematographer Helena Hutchins dead. Uh, Baldwin was rehearsing the gun retrieval method while in a pew at the mock church at the Bonanza Creek Ranch when he aimed the gun at the camera while both Hutchins and the 48-year-old director stood behind it. And the camera was not recording at the time because it was a rehearsal. But um, from what I've heard, it, it sounds like it was a single shot that passed through the cinematographer killing her and then hit the director standing behind her, mm. which really kind of sucks. Uh, another crew member says that she raised safety concerns. Well, it would have sucked if you just hit one person. Sure. But, I mean, the irony of hitting two because one is standing behind the other. Yeesh. Another crew member says she raised safety concerns in the past about the assistant director, who authorities say unwittingly handed Alec Baldwin the gun. In fact, there were two inadvertent discharges of that gun on October 16th, a crew member said in a statement that she filed an internal complaint with the executive producers of the Into the Dark series in 2019 over concerns about the assistant director Dave Hall's behavior on set. The woman said in the phone interview Sunday, Hall's disregarded safety protocols for weapons and pyrotechnics and tried to continue filming after the supervising pyrotechnician lost consciousness on set. Paul has not returned phone calls or email messages. Hmm. Yeah, big yeah. lawsuit headed his direction. Yeah, I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure every lawyer in America is saying, hey, whatever you do, don't pick up the phone. And there's going to be a whole lot of defendants, too, possibly even including Alec Baldwin, from well, what I was uh, reading in the New York Post this morning. So I think you know, because you can directly tie this assistant director to all this, Alec Baldwin is going to be in the clear because how would he have known? Well, because whether he knew or he didn't, as an executive producer – he has responsibility for the set. 
And it may be that even if he didn't know, you know, the the buck stops in certain places. Plausible deniability. But when it comes to, like, the legal negligence involved, I don't think he's going to be the one to be spending any jail time for manslaughter. No, jail time probably not. He could be charged with manslaughter, um, but probably not jail time and most likely a civil suit. As well. Now, I, I know you're not on the uh, on the internets enough to know uh, about the hilarious memes that are out there about Alex ba- Alec Baldwin. Um, and if you can just get past the fact that somebody died, yeah. it makes them that much funnier. Mm-hmm. But they are out there, and if you can get past the tragedy of it all, oh man, you'll be you'll be holding your sides. What what uh, what's the funniest? <laughs> uh, let's see. I've seen the uh, I survived being shot by Alec Baldwin. I've seen and all uh, I got was just a t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt? On, the, on, a, on a t-shirt. <laughs> I've seen uh, Alec Baldwin has killed more people than every other NRA member in America. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of them out there. I there's saw a, one that said uh, guns don't kill people. Alec, Alec Baldwin kills kill people. people. Yeah. yeah, again, yeah. It, it endless. Yeah, well, all week, all weekend long. That's what the internet has given us. That's God it. bless it. You know, and I'm not sitting here trying to be one of the insensitive ones. That's why I try to preface it by saying, if right. you can get past the You're tragedy, right. You're just a reporter. That's it. Don't don't uh, don't shoot the messenger, Alec Baldwin. Ha. Speaking of the tragedy, uh, that tragedy has led to calls for fundamental changes in Hollywood. Uh, some are saying, that's it. Real guns should be banned from the sets. Uh-huh. From a change.org petition to a network TV drama that has banished real, dra- real weapons from the set, supporters of the move say there's no justification for taking risk when computers can create gunshots in post-production. Uh, what do you mean, uh-huh, Dave? Well, just that... It's it almost goes without saying, John. I mean, why would you even need a real gun on a set for well, a movie? Then at that point, why have real cars? Why have real explosions? Why have real stuntmen because when wa- you can do everything by computer? Because who'd want to see a movie like that? Uh, people will end up watching movies where nothing is real. I would like to see a movie, rather than use guns and bullets, just have guys use their fingers and go, Pow, pow. Yeah, like we right. used to do when, our, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Was, was it going to be pew, pew, not oh, pow, pow? Well, it could be pow, pow, yeah, pow. Yeah, yeah. Like a, Something like that. Or like a ricochet. Pew, pow. You know, that yeah. would be kind of cool. What about a boom? I mean, if it's a larger gun, then you, you can't do a pew, pew. Listen, you know, for the sake of, of, of safety mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like, you know, certain, you know, like OSHA standards, <laughs> I think you'd have to at least consider the fact that maybe just, you know, yeah. finger pointing and pow, pow would be all you'd really need. I think just about anything... If you start it with guns, where do you end it? Uh, like I said, it could be car crashes, it could be explosions, it could be falls, it could be anything. I mean, anything or many things can be inherently dangerous if they're used improperly. Uh, we don't figure it out. It's going to be nothing but from romantic comedies from here on out. Uh, James Michael <laughs> Tyler, the actor known widely for his recurring role as Gunther on Friends, has died at the age of 59. He died from prostate cancer first diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer in 2018. He appeared briefly in the 90s in the series uh, Just Shoot Me, ironically. and uh, Starring Sab- Alec Baldwin? No, that one was uh, Baldwin didn't get that job. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch before being cast as a background character in the second episodes of uh, Friends in 1994. He became the most frequently recurring guest star on the series as uh, as Gunther. So. Yeah, he was the central 
Perk Barista, who was in love with Jennifer Aniston's character. Oh, unrequited affection oh, yeah. for Jennifer Aniston. You can totally relate to that. That's the worst kind. Well, you know, I like to call it unrequited affection. I mean, the courts call it stalking, but yeah, still, there's so many differences. <laughs> you made your whole adult life about that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, British pop star Ed Sheeran says he has tested positive for COVID. So he will do interviews and performances from his house while he self-isolates. He broke the news yesterday on social media before a new studio album is due out. And he said he's following uh, government guidelines. He's unable to unable to do in-person commitments for now. And he's apologizing if he let anyone down. Sing with a mask on as well. That should be challenging. I've seen that done. <laughs> um, my, my favorite uh, cover band, the, the Machine, did a... Um, did a show from Daryl's basement, Daryl Hall's basement mm-hmm. out there in New York, yep, yep. and uh, they were all masked. It, w- it was different. It was good, was, uh, but did, it was different. Did Daryl play with him? Uh, no, I don't even think Daryl was home. I think he just left a key. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a key under the, the welcome mat. Yeah. You yeah. just let yourself in. Exactly. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The New England Patriots have their very first home victory of the season. And while that is all very exciting news, let us take a moment and consider what you just saw. First of all, the Patriots beat the New York Jets. Didn't just beat them, of course. They throttled their souls, stomped on their will to live, crushed their beating hearts, and did it with 403 passing yards, 96 of which came from backup Brian Hoyer and Kendrick Bourne, whose 25-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter to Nelson Aguilar puts the Patriots on the scoreboard as they went on to beat the Jets 54-13. Now, first things first, you're playing the New York Jets. Any quarterback in America should be able to cram down 307 passing yards against the Jets, which is exactly what Mac Jones was probably intending to do all along. Meanwhile, the Jets lost their starting quarterback, Zach Wilson, to a knee injury, meaning that the Jets had to rely on backup Mike White, who was getting his very first action of his career since being drafted by Dallas three years ago. In other words, the Jets were doomed from the giddy-up. It also happened to be the first time the Jets have given up more than 50 points in a game in 22 years. Of course, there's been quite an uproar this morning on Twitter about the fairness of the Patriots running up the score. Apparently, there are some people who are unaware of Bill Belichick's long history of not caring about that sort of thing. Which, of course, makes me wonder why the Patriots stopped caring after scoring 54 points. They certainly had enough time on the clock and all the momentum to drop in another seven points. I mean, it's the New York Jets for crying out loud. I see nothing wrong with scoring 61 points against those guys. I see nothing wrong with that at all. And yet Belichick says to himself, I think they've had enough and benevolently ran out the clock. Is Bill Belichick getting soft? It sure seems that way. Sure, being the Jets by 41 points seems savage and cruel on the outside. But has that ever really stopped the Patriots before? I don't think so. So what makes this any different than ever before? I got no idea. If I didn't know any better, I almost suggest there was some sort of humanity taking place. If I didn't know better. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steven at the Palmer Rockies, a steel power equipment expert. Trained by steel, he can repair your steel chainsaws or your steel backpack blower. You need advice in outdoor power equipment? Steven at the Rockies and Palmer is your guy, and you'll find him at the Palmer Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 613. And John Mellencamp on Rock 102. Okay, well, watching uh, Kelly Clarkson on 22 News. Uh, Reardon. Huh? It's Reardon. Uh, she seems to be saying that uh, today we'll, we'll have spotty showers uh, with a high of about 55. And then tomorrow, widespread showers, some that could be heavy at times, with a high of about 53. It is 48 now in downtown Springfield. I think also a gale warning for tomorrow into Wednesday. No, her name is Kelly. Ah, for yes, a fact. I've yes. actually met her face to face. Both and John a, and I got it wrong. Yep. A Kelly warning is uh, is far more uh, pleasant. Oh, you're damn right about that. <laughs> so who here had the best weekend? Uh, it wasn't me. Huh? It was not me. How, why, why would it? Uh, how? What? Well, let me go back in time a little bit. Uh, not <laughs> so long ago, I uh, made... I made the mistake of buying a uh, a rowing machine, uh, thinking that you know I just turned fifty five. Now might be a good time to start taking care of my body and uh, exercising. And I'm on the rowing machine. I'm doing it like every day. And I'm you know and I, I'm you know I'm I'm bursting with muscles. I mean I'm just. I'm just you know you know going at it uh-huh. going at it hard. Okay. Well, the head of the Charles was over the weekend. Did you compete in that? I know that was going on in Boston. No, Dave. <laughs> I never got to it, and that's one of the many regrets of my life. Um, in fact, I was I was doing it every day, and it, and it was uh, how come? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was uh, I was uh, lying in bed a few weeks ago, and I noticed. Because, you know, this this thing works out like 86% of your muscle groups in your body. It shreds you. You wouldn't uh-huh. believe it. Mm. And I'm looking at my arm uh, in bed, and, and I say to my wife, hey, uh, back me up on this, but does that look like a muscle? <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, yeah, that looks like a – I've never had one before. So it was like totally – uh, unique. Mm-hmm. I had never seen one like on my forearm. I had it was like I had was building like Popeye arms. When when was this in relation to you being vaccinated? I was vaccinated many months okay. uh, before this. So it wasn't just a swollen lymph node. No, it was not. An again, actual muscle, as far as you know. Again, uh, my birthday was last month, so this mm-hmm. has all happened within the last four weeks. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it had nothing to do with COVID. This is like a non-COVID story, which I think we can all appreciate the fact I'm not going to go down that road. Anyway, uh, I uh, continue to go on to this thing, and uh, and I'm rowing, and I'm rowing, and all of a sudden, I feel something go on in my right knee. Uh, And I don't know if it's like a hyperextension or what it was, and at first I was like, eh, a little sore. I can handle it. So I'm walking around with with a little bit of a limp around the office. Uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen it because you bugged yeah. the hell out of here as soon as the show was yeah, over. Like but, I'm even here, right? It's like I now hardly ever see you. And uh, Dave, you've seen me hobble around the last couple weeks, right? I, I, you know, I don't pay any attention to you back, so I didn't notice. All right, somebody in this building <laughs> has got to be paying attention to what's going on with me. Probably not. Probably not. So we'll, I will take your word for it. I decide. You know what? It's been three weeks. I've got to. I got to go. I got to go take this thing. I, I got to have this thing looked at. So last Thursday, I I go to my doctor. I actually go to the, the physician's assistant, and they look at it and they say, "Well, it's uh, it's not a blood clot, so it's not the deep vein thrombosis." So I got mm. that going for me. Good. And then she says, uh, "You might we're let's gonna we're gonna get some X rays, and then we're gonna you get a referral for a, a, a orthopedic specialist. So someone's gonna have to look at this. Now, I don't have a I, I have the X rays, but I don't have." I don't have the uh, the the uh, the 
the appointment for the orthopedic specialist yet. Right, right. That's that's still coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm icing it. I'm heating it. I'm keeping it elevated. That's the thing I never understand. When do you ice it? When do you heat it? You know, the PA said you do uh, do what feels good. If it, if ice <laughs> feels better, then use the ice. If heat feels better, use the ice. In other so, words, they don't know either. They don't know. But I'm alternating between the two. I think ice initially in an injury, usually anyway, to reduce the swelling. Yeah. Then you go to the heat. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I usually just use a bag of dry ice. That way I'm covering both sides. Yeah, and that never hurt uh, no. anyone's flesh before. Nope. Nope. So. Uh, so I I continue to uh, to do that, and then I'm taking regular Tylenol every six hours because yeah, that's, that's that's a miracle drug right there. Please. And then uh, I'm feeling real good on Sunday morning, really good. Like the the, the knee feels uh, mm-hmm. you know not 100, percent but I'd say it's up to like 50. percent Nice, not bad. So I let the dog out. And who let the dog out? Me, Ooh. me, me, Ooh. me, Ooh. me. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's tied up to a lead. So I tie him on around the, uh, so I clip him around the collar and I send him off. Then he starts barking. And usually that means he's wrapped up in something, you know, uh, uh, like the grill or uh, a bird feeder or you know, whatever it might be. So I go out there, right? And I'm going to try to retrieve the dog. He's not tied up around anything. He's just barking because he wants, he wants company. So I go out there, and the moment I, you know, I, I go to him, he starts running towards the door like his ass is on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem. He's on a lead, see? So it's a rope, and it's on the ground. And I can see that he's running so fast that if I don't move, my leg oh. is going to get caught into this rope. Oh, boy. Quick movement. One so, of them, you, the, like the rope is in a circle around your foot? No, but he has done this to both me and Jenny in the past where he runs too fast. Your your body doesn't have the ability to move fast enough. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, the rope is around your ankle. And uh, I don't want to have that happen, especially since I'm 50% better with the knee. So I decide to move to the side, much like you would do like in the time warp at a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, you're an athlete now because you've been training on that rowing machine. Dave, I got at least one muscle in my body now. See? I'm I'm ripped. Yes. I'm unbelievable. Understandable. Moving to the side could also be very much like the um uh, what's that? The song electric there? slide? No, no, the hustle. Oh, uh, yeah. Ben McCoy. No, 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 no. <laughs> the more recent uh, hip hop uh, type hustle. Uh, the the shuffle or the hustle or something uh, like that. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Your your contemporary yeah, references yeah. are really yeah, oh, really connecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I move over to the the right, and the moment I do that, I get out of the way of the rope. But it feels like someone is stabbing me in the knee. Mm. With a whole bunch of knives, like a whole bunch of fresh Ginsu's going right into the back of my knee. And I start screaming because it's 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 that intense. Oof. Jenny comes out and says, Here's the crutches. Let's get you inside. Mm. And so now, now, she's just walking around the house with a set of crutches in her hand. No, I had the crutches by the by the couch, but oh. I was feeling good, so oh. I didn't think I, I, I Probably don't need to use them. I uh-huh. see the crutches behind you right now in the studio. I did not notice those yes. before. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Now, those are York. Having had the foot surgery, you you bought your own crutches? I bought the crutches for something else that happened a while back where I had an IT band problem you know, in my hip. So I bought these because I could barely walk. I can barely walk now. Without the crutches, but great purchase back in the back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah no, they're, they're in terrific shape. They've been I would at least 
No, no, no. Because I listen. I know myself. If 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 there's gonna be a foot, leg, or ankle injury, mm. I need these things. You know, you know, in good shape, good yeah, working but, condition. Like you just mentioned with IT. I mean, crutch technology <sighs> is constantly evolving. Yes, I know. Crutches today are very different than what you had Tiny Tim using. Yeah, but the IT is not information technology. It's actually a band that oh. holds like your. Okay. Your leg to your hip, and it's just wrong thing. It's painful. So I'm, I'm, uh, my knee is screaming today, mm. screaming, and uh, didn't sleep uh, worth a damn because I'm up every ten minutes trying to readjust myself because my leg is sore. Yep. So uh, I'm still waiting for my uh, my call from the specialist to see when I can go in because I don't know if this is going to mean uh, rehab or surgery or what the Amputation. hell this is. Gonna- Amputation. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I yeah, I haven't. It's a good did. thing we got that ramp outside. Of course, how you're going to get down here is going to be something yeah, completely different. Well, maybe they could put yeah. me in a in a room far, far uh, away from. Oh no! Yeah, I good guess luck with that. That's I've already, impossible. They've already yeah. done that. John's taking the only room uh, far, far away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's. But see, here's the problem. Today is the 25th of October. Mm-hmm. Mayflower marathons in like three and a half weeks. Yep. Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, I got to do the, uh, the Halloween celebration uh, uh-huh. this weekend. Well, Hey, now you can go as a pirate. Uh, yeah. As the, with a peg leg. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You get a peg leg. Yeah. And, uh, cause you probably, you'll probably end up having to bend the knee, yeah. you know, for some kind of rehab thing. Or maybe what, maybe if you get one of those little, uh, those little walking carts, you know, yeah. the thing where you put your knee up on it. Like, yeah. and, like the dogs with the wounded legs yeah. have to use. I yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or, I could I could do that. Or you could go as Tiny Tim, just use one yep. crutch, bandage up the leg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Make it a Christmas kind oh, of thing. Oh, you guys are really helping me out here. <laughs> You're being very helpful. Or you could go as a, a different kind of Ichabod crane. Instead of being headless, you're legless. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking to remove the leg between now and this weekend. Well, you but, never know. But it will probably uh, curtail any uh, attempt of uh, getting into costume because uh, all my costumes are uh, very uh, leg centric. So a, put a Jets jersey on and go as injured quarterback Zach Wilson. Oh, you know what? That's actually a very good idea. Yeah, at least that. At least that. Someone could could uh, could uh, could. Could maybe buy, but yeah. if there's a contest, you won't win because the Jets don't win. Well, I'm the host, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, but I'm the ho- I'm not eligible to win anyway. Yeah. Well, good thing. Nevertheless, so that's uh, that's what I'm dealing with. But it's so how'd you get down the stairs? <laughs> well, you missed it when I carried him down earlier. Uh-huh. It was a tender moment, John. No, no, no. Did you I... fire carry him? Uh, the fireman carry? <laughs> no, no. The, the, the old wife carrying no. one there where he puts no. him upside down. It yeah. was fantastic. So here's here's the challenge of it. Because I, I, I had uh, two crutches in one hand and my coffee mug in the other. And I'm mm-hmm. going down one step at a time, mm-hmm. trying not to bend the leg. Right. Yep. And, which mean, which, and the weird part about it is I think you actually hold the crutches on the good side when you do that rather than on the bad side. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that was because the first time uh, you were standing over here and I was over here. See? Right. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Right. Right. Wrong, wrong. I uh, I only went into your, your room because uh, you for like a second. Yeah, uh, and uh. and I told you, yeah. This this will require some explanation. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done everything I can. But well, plus you can't go into John's room unannounced like I did last week. Uh. I got yelled at for yeah. Sp- well, sp- not flying having a mask. Yeah. 
Well, you tend to let the the spray fly, Dave. You, you really do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in in this case, I I you know I tried to talk you know in very non juicy words so that, so that nothing was going to get sprayed. So what day did you see the doctor? Thursday. And you got you got no call back Friday. No. No, nothing. Did you call back over the weekend and leave a message with an answering well, service? Well, so so now they have you sign up with the Bay State portal. So uh-huh. so now everything in that shows uh, shows up. Mm. And yeah, cuz I had uh, you know, I had all my vitals done, blood pressure, all that other stuff. That stuff's all in there, but the x-rays are not. So it, I'm going to assume probably today, maybe even tomorrow at the latest. I wouldn't assume and wait until tomorrow. I'd be on the phone today. And oh, I'm, I'm calling him today. Yeah. I'm, without I a doubt. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I don't really rely on that. I've had one of those portals for a long time. Uh, and I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't mean the portal that puts like chemo in your chest. I'm talking about the portal online that yeah. you're talking about. Uh, but uh, I don't, I don't trust that. I always go the old fashioned way. Like I said, they had half the information in there. Everything, all the vitals were in there. All the updated stuff was there. But as far as the x-rays go, nothing, at least not yet. X-rays, because it doesn't sound skeletal. Uh, I would think no, they would need to do I, an MRI or a, or a, or an ultrasound. I, I then the orthodontic the, the orthopedic uh, specialist isn't going to do anything without X-rays anyway. Yeah. First and foremost, if there's other tests to do, then they'll do it. But they want they're going to want the X-rays right away. Now they would have them so mm. to determine you know where to go with this. My guess is it's probably a soft tissue, uh, you know, injury, and it's it's not skeletal. But you you still you got to go through all of that stuff in order to find yeah, out because they got to get you. <sighs> just they got to get you. I just I just want the pain to go away. That's that's well that's that ain't gonna it. happen with Tylenol, pal. I, tell me about it. I got some stuff. Yeah, but see, with all my other blood pressure medication, I uh-huh. can't take anti-inflammatory, so I'm kind of or it's recommended I don't. Yeah. So yeah. all the good stuff that I'd really want to take, I can't take. So well, you too- just jump right up to narcotics. Yeah. It's yeah. Too bad Nagel's not here. He could uh, supply you with something. Oh, he's usually my go-to when it comes to. <laughs> It comes to mule and things from over from over state lines. But. I've still got a few things left from the uh, from the tooth pulling. Uh, yeah, no, for I, pain. I think I'm all set. Well, I think I'm just doesn't fine. sound like it. Sounds like you're crying and whining an awful lot. It's six twenty-seven. Rock one hundred two. Why does everything cost an arm and a leg? Or it's not in stock and you have to wait till the cows come home before it shows up? Well, if you need a new bath or sh- radio, ZipRecruiter.com/slash/radio. It's 631 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102, and Dave Coombs is uh, filling in for Steve Nagel this week. Present. 631? Holy crap, it's late. Yes, it is. We probably should laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Alright, once again they're quick, but boy are they funny. We'll see about that. Why did the coffee call the police? I don't know. Why'd the coffee call the police? It got mugged. (laughs) (laughs) Why did Cyclops close his school? I don't know. He only had one pupil. One pupil! (laughs) Where do skunks pray? I don't know. In pews. (laughs) If you're an American, when you come out of the bathroom... What are you when you're in the bathroom? I don't know. European. European. Yes. Yes. I saw that from a mile away. (laughs) Booyah. Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Gary Rome Hyundai. 
It's 635 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It is time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years at NoonanEnergy.com. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Bax, this Massachusetts woman could help with your pain. Sentenced recently for her role in a multi-million dollar cannabis scheme. This woman owned a home in Milton. That home will be seized by federal government. Deanna Martin is 53, and she was sentenced to serve four years in prison. Authorities saying she owned and managed something called Northern Herb, which operated a website offering marijuana products for sale, including raw marijuana, pre-rolled marijuana cigarettes, and marijuana edibles. I think that's Steve's favorite, if I'm not mistaken. In other words, she had her own dispensary. Yeah. Um, And apparently this business called Northern Herb purported to provide medical cannabis, but did not require the customers provided any proof to get that medical marijuana. Yeah, you see, that's the problem. If you're, uh, well, there's a number of problems there. Uh, (laughs) One, if you want to open a medical marijuana dispensary, you have to jump through dozens of hoops in order to do that. And then uh, if you were successful and you actually were able to obtain product legally, Mm -hmm. uh, then you would need to require a medical marijuana card from anyone patronizing your business. Uh, It sounds like they they failed in a lot of different places. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, Be that as it may, there's a lot of people that are growing their own uh, their own weed and they just... You know, you grow the 12 plants in your house. Oh, boy, that's a lot of weed to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, you're almost better off uh, selling it on your own or out of your car or you know, out of a legitimate business. You know, you're going to be laundering the money. That's what I would do if I had a green thumb, which I don't. Well, the uh, the other thing, too, is if you're – I don't know how much pot 12 plants actually creates uh, over a certain period of time, uh, but you can gift it. So I have a friend, and he <laughs> shall remain nameless. But let's just say his Pablo. Na- uh, no, let's just say his name is Cheech. Mm-hmm. He has the twelve plants. It's uh, it's him and another adult in the house, and he grows the twelve plants. He can fill uh, out of one harvest two gigantic totes, Rubbermaid totes, a uh, totes. Totally Freudian. But he can fill two totes of uh, of weed. Now uh, it's, it's, an, it's an unbelievable amount for like two people to go through. And mm-hmm. when you say harvest, does that same plant regrow after a harvest? I believe he has to uh, graft new plants. Okay. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, but that's what I'm led to believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nevertheless. You know, two gigantic Rubbermaid totes of weed. Or totes. Yeah. Whatever. It's that's a lot. a lot of weed. That's Am a, I crazy or is that a lot of weed? That's a lot of weed. Yeah. Well, in any case, Bax, you can cross Northern Herb off your list of potential fixes for your uh, pain-killing needs. Well, you know what? Maybe now is the time to start really diving into this whole medical marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, a social media post on Snapchat threatening to shoot up Central High School had Springfield officials hopping recently. As it turns out, police also hopping in Salina, Kansas, San Angelo, Texas, Rapid City, South Dakota, and St. Joseph, Missouri, among other towns. 
because apparently all of those listed towns, including our own Springfield, have central high schools. So right. three juvenile suspects taken into custody in St. Joseph's, Missouri, which is where the threats occurred. Meantime, here, Springfield Police Commissioner Cheryl Claprood and Mayor Dominic Sarno had to issue a press release over the weekend assuring parents, students, faculty, and staff of all local schools, including Central High School, that a threat had been made on social media and it was being investigated. See, the thing is, though, and I, I heard this earlier this morning, and now I'm reading something that kind of contradicts it. Uh, what I heard earlier was that the threat was made against a Central High School. And that because nobody knew which one it was, despite knowing where the threat came from, that they were going to be worried or protective of all central high schools. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm reading something uh, online that says a website for a uh, St. Joseph, Missouri TV station first became became aware of the threat on Thursday when a posting on Snapchat, Snapchat, someone said they were going to carry out a shooting at the local Central High School Friday morning. Mm -hmm. So local to this St. Joseph, Missouri. Right. And on Friday. Not a Friday, not a Central High School, but rather Friday after the Thursday that the post was made at the local Central High School. You know, sometimes I just think there's some overreaction on this stuff. Well, it, I think there is some overreaction, but you know, the the problem is that this information spreads so fast, and you know, you know, because it's not specific enough to one particular central high school, you have you know parents, you have students, you have administrators and teachers all kind of wondering, hey. Is this us? But it does seem to be specific to one central high school because it says right in it yeah. at the local central high but school. But that, but but when it comes to social media, right? If that if that post it doesn't just show up in Missouri, shows it can show up all over the place. And look what happens with misinformation of other types on Facebook as well. People spread the word and they spread the word incorrectly. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you said there was an explosive device on Main Street. Without specifying what main street you're talking about, every city and town in America would have uh, their bomb squads out hey, looking for explosives. Never mind that. What about Springfield? We got a main street downtown. We got a main street in Indian Orchard. I agree. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to do then? But this is the same thing. You, you remember back uh, a couple of years ago, where like Palmer High School every every four days was shutting things down yeah. because of another bomb threat. We, you know, we we tend to over you know, overact out of an abundance of caution, which is not that different when it is here. I mean, yes, I think mean, you look at these things and you and you actually, if you, you read the entire uh, Snapchat post, you're saying, eh, I'm not so sure this is real. But you can't necessarily take that as gospel. I mean, you, you don't know if it's real. And then in the last two sentences of this article said, the posted times came and went and there was no attack, meaning last Friday. And they are confident the three detained juveniles are associated with the threats. So they have reason to believe the people responsible have been found. And so you're also suggesting that the warnings issued by Mayor Sarno and Police Commissioner Claproot on Saturday were too late anyway. Yeah, no, no, They they would have been, but, but they also have to do their job and say, you know, even if it's not about Springfield Central High School, we're still going to step up our security protocol mm-hmm. and make sure that everyone's there safely. Due diligence 
and overreaction sometimes can be mixed up. Governor Charlie Baker's vaccine mandate drawing some fire, including from the union representing Massachusetts State Police. That union this weekend accusing the governor of putting lives at risk over his COVID-19 mandate, which covers troopers and other executive branch personnel, including many who face termination after being denied exemptions despite, <clears throat> excuse me, despite state verified medical and religious concerns. Well, you know, it's funny. I saw the uh, headline, uh, Mass State Police Union Hammers Governor says move puts lives at risk. Yeah, it does. The lives of uh, not just the troopers, but the people that they come in contact with. I, I, you know, I've had this, we've had this conversation a thousand times. And, and this is another one of those unions that says, well, first of all, they say that 85% of the Mass State Police have been vaccinated, but that they are willing to undergo reasonable accommodations, meaning weekly testing and wearing masks. But apparently... That's been denied. In a statement shared on Facebook, State Police Association president noted the other troopers have sought reasonable accommodations but have been denied. Oh, I, I see, but they have been denied. So in other words, the governor is saying, look, I'm not, we're not doing the weekly testing. I'm not asking you to wear a mask while you're on duty. I'm telling you to get vaccinated, and that's it. And I, I, I frankly, I just, uh, I've, I'm amazed at people that are willing to lose a career that required an extension extensive amount of training to get the job now I, I i get it i mean and, and I, I don't i don't agree with this the, the issue is that people have a problem with a mandate yeah, i know that i mean that's the issue uh-huh. it's not about whether they feel like you know they're against safety or 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 masks or anything else it's the mandate right. that has people bugged out but the mandate is a safety issue Particularly I, if you are public safety well, employed, I, and like I say, I don't disagree with that. You know, you know, to me, I don't. I mean, listen, uh, the moment I'm uh, eligible for a booster, I'm getting it because you know I I prefer to be vaccinated. Not everybody shares that belief, and that's fine. That's up to you. But people also feel that any government mandate is 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 uh, you know a. Uh, infringes upon a certain level of their rights or at least that's how it is but you know as we've talked before you know sometimes your rights do not overshadow my same rights to be healthy or to to not get uh, you know infected with a disease so it's i mean it's it's a, it's a I'm surprised no one has taken these mandates to the Supreme Court yet. Well, they haven't gone to the Supreme Court because they have to go, they have to work their way there. But no, no several but, of but these it, lawsuits have gone to court I and they failed. I understand that. But it's, there's a constitutional question that's at play, which is why the Supreme Court would want to, you know, might want to hear these these cases. Well, they can't just want to hear it. It has to be, it has to be taken to it and it has to meet standards in order for the Supreme Court to take it up. I understand. And in many cases, that is the overriding of a lower court's decision. And so far, I don't even think any of these cases have gone to a state Supreme Court yet. And I think at some point, if, if time allows, it will, because this is the kind of thing where the constitutional rights of people is a little unclear. You know, you know, when it comes to public safety, does a mandate, you know, infringe upon your constitutional rights? And I don't think most people really I don't can think, say for sure. I, 
look, I think people that work in public safety have a greater responsibility to get it. But as far as the law goes, any employer, we, we read this a year ago, any employer is allowed to force their employees to get a vaccine or be fired. That's already been determined. So, you know, to, to say whether or not it's public safety or whether it's going to go to the Supreme Court, court decisions have already been made. And, and, and a Supreme Court decision was made even here in Massachusetts. I believe like around 1915 or something like that. We're the first state in the country who ever had this issue come up in court. 1915. I don't know. Come on. You're talking about the, the days of uh, of muskets and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and <laughs> illegal searches and seizures. Snuff uh, boxes. We, yeah, right. Yeah. Snuff boxes mm-hmm. and, and monocles. <laughs> All right, one last one for you this hour. A Marine veteran, James Kelser, stopped an armed robbery at a gas station last week in Yuma, Arizona. This has shades of Steve Nagel all throughout the story. This Marine veteran, Kelser, had just bought something when the crooks entered with guns. So he took one of them down, disarmed him, and detained him until the police arrived. Here's Marine veteran James Kilser talking about his heroic act. The situation had to be dealt with, and there was really only one way to deal with it. Pick my target. I hit him in the gun before the keys hit the ground. That's how fast I moved. I'm a chubby guy, so, I mean, I don't move that fast anymore. I put on a couple pounds since the Marine Corps. May or may not have broke his nose because he was bleeding all over the place. That boy needs some Jesus. He's going down the wrong path real <laughs> quick. That's as if Steve Nagel was talking himself, right? There you go. Hey, kid, I need some Jesus. Didn't know Jesus was a Marine. <laughs> hey, Jesus, if he was going to join any branch, it'd be the Marines. He tried to brag there initially about moving real quick there. I moved real fast. That's how fast I moved. Yeah, and then for, he, for then a he, fat guy, I move <laughs> yeah. very fleet of foot. Threw the chubby thing in there just for fun. Mid-50s today with sporadic or intermittent rain tapering off through today, then hitting us again tomorrow a little stronger. Also, a gale warning will be in effect for tomorrow. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel on Baxton O'Brien at Rock. Cloudy day today with rain, spotty showers, that is, and a high of uh, 56. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, Game 1 of the World Series kicks off tomorrow night in Houston between the Astros, the most hated team in baseball, and the Atlanta Braves, who eliminated the Dodgers on Saturday in Game 6. Now, you might notice that the words, the Boston Red Sox, are mysteriously absent from this year's series, and much of that is due to the fact the Red Sox were unable to score even so much as a single run the other night, therefore allowing the Houston Astros to easily walk themselves into another World Series while the Red Sox walked onto a plane and went home. Granted, this might have been a different situation had Alex Cora gone back to what he's really good at, stealing signs and banging on trash cans. Instead, he appeared to be managing the Red Sox with integrity and sportsmanship. And we all know that sort of crap doesn't win championships. Instead, we are left with one of those boring and tepid World Series matchups in recent history. The Astros versus the Braves. I ask you, how many of you are going to stay up and watch that for, for a second? Not me. Without the Red Sox, I don't care. Without the Dodgers, the 3.9 million people in the second largest city in America won't be watching the World Series either. Who wouldn't have wanted to see the Red Sox face Mookie Betts in the World Series? Everybody would have wanted to see that. 
Instead, you got the Braves and Astros, and everybody hates the Astros because they're notorious cheaters. And perhaps that's the problem with the Red Sox. I mean, other than the lack of run production, the crappy officiating, and the stranding of players in scoring position, is that we just didn't cheat enough to make our dreams come true. Truth is, I didn't really expect the Red Sox to get as far as they did. The fact they were just two improbable road wins away from getting there is pretty remarkable all by itself. But in its wake, we're left with a World Series that I could not care less about. In fact, I've never been so disinterested in my life. Oh, sure, there's always next season, but like every other good Red Sox fan, I've had a lifetime of waiting until next season, and my patience grows thinner with every passing year, especially when we're left with a World Series that stinks. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Buttermilk biscuit, caramel apple, they sound delicious, but they're paint. They're two of the delicious colors of Clark and Kensington paint from Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington paint rates high in reviews and delivers a lot of coverage for your dollar. Get it today at the paint studio to your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 7-12 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. A couple of crappy days, uh... Spot showers today with a high of only about 55, and then rain pretty much all day tomorrow. Could be heavy at times, too, with a high of 53. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. In the studio with us right now, good to see you. Good it's to uh, Scott Cohen. Yeah, good to see you guys. How are you? With, uh, with Dave Coombs yeah. from Laser 99.3. That's good. I wasn't, ex- wasn't expecting to oh, see Dave this morning. There you, there you go, Dave. Now ah, you're all set. Present. There you have Great. it. Watched some serious football yesterday, Scotty. Yeah, you know, it's... um. Uh, I listen. Um, not not to take anything away, but good things happen when you play the Jets. So, and yeah, no, I know. You know, it's, hope. you know what's really great is they, is they were as they were uh, demolishing the Jets, and they really just you know opened up their guts and disemboweled them. They kind of did. All I could think of is I wish Rex Ryan were still the coach of that team, the guy <laughs> that just called. You know, uh, Mac Jones, a pea shooter. Pea shooter. You know, just got proved that he is, in fact, not a pea shooter. Yeah, so. I think Rex Ryan's got a little bit of that love me daddy syndrome going on. It's like he just, he's got to be the center of attention. He's got to say something controversial. So it's like, ooh, it's all about me. He Who's said, he even working for anymore? He's works for um, ESPN. Yeah, well, ESPN oh, doing okay. like, uh, I think I saw him like on one of their midday shows that they have. They regurgitate yeah, everything twenty four seven. He's just a contributor, and that's uh, it. Yeah, even a contributor middays. <laughs> Who knows middays? Who pays attention to middays? <laughs> Shouldn't you be at work? <laughs> <laughs> and what what was also impressive was Belichick allowed Josh McDaniels to go beyond page one of the playbook. Yeah, which was great. It was. You, you know, know, it just uh, yesterday. You know, uh, kind of like yesterday was is was exactly what the doctor ordered. I mean, look w- again. Uh, the Jets, they suck. They just, they suck so bad. They're, uh, they're, how bad is it? They're, yeah, how bad is it? They're terrible. But you know what? Uh, the, uh, as Dave said, I think the Patriots were looking for um, uh, a reason, an, an excuse, an opportunity to go past, you know, uh, to, as the cliche, page two of the playbook. Um, they they opened it up. We know what they're capable of, and it, it was a huge building block for them. It really, really was. Well, you know, the thing about the Patriots is, and, and they even said it, you know, yesterday during the game. I think James Lofton said it, and I don't really disagree with them. They are a better team than their record shows. Yep, they are. Even with, you know, the, the Cowboys running all over the place, you know, last week, 
there's still a lot on this team that you say, okay, maybe this may not be the year, but there's loads to build on for next year, especially when it comes to their offense. Yeah. You know, their defense, you know, obviously the Jets are not a real a real challenge for something like that. Nope. Dallas is. But when you look at a, at a Mac Jones and what he's capable of, imagine what they'll be able to do if they can draft and and get free agents to surround that kid to 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 you know to better what you know his skill set. I Jeez. mean, I mean, there's 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 so much upside right now to at least the offense of the game. Yep. So I mean, I, you know, to me, that's a that's a real positive sign. Well, plus it doesn't take a genius to find some of these guys. I mean, look at these little underneath wide receivers. They're not top draft picks. These are not like number one bonus baby guys. These are like real like needle in the haystack finds by coaching staffs. You know, the guys like Wes Welker and um, of course the guy who just retired. Edelman. Edelman. These guys aren't top draft picks. These no. are guys you find in the weeds. So let's go. Let's go into the weeds and find these guys again. You and, know? and you know, listen, I, we're only seven. You know, with all due respect, we're seven games into into a season. There's ten left. They just scored 54 points yesterday. I kind of like to think that maybe that was a building block where they may actually be able to, you know, maybe finish with a plus 500 record. And remember, they spent. All kinds of money in the off season, uh, uh, picking up talent. They've never done that before. I, they put they put these guys in position to have a, a decent football team this year. And yesterday was was an opportunity to see what's possible. Yeah, I, I said it earlier, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna die in this hill all day long. I kind of wanted them to keep on going. Fifty four points in. <laughs> you know what's another? What's sixty one points against the New York Jets? That's that, what they're uh, there for. Why stop at at fifty four? They scored twenty points in the fourth quarter, which was the most of all the four quarters yesterday. So yeah. So here's the other thing. Um, I think New England is really fortunate that. Um, all right, I'll, let me take a step back. Did you guys watch the Bears game yesterday? Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to talk about that one, right. baby. <laughs> so, um, so you know, all the rookie quarterbacks this year, Justin Fields mm-hmm. sh- should should not be playing um, football right now. Yep. And in some ways, the Jets are doing a huge disservice to Zach Wilson for having him out there. Uh, Trey Lance out in San Francisco, the, one of the other rookie quarterbacks, knee sprain a couple of games ago that it's in years past NFL NFL teams did not put these guys out there that quickly they did their apprenticeship they sat on the bench they learned they actually you know it's just just like in horse racing um uh, the triple crown horses are three years old they're still basically babies when you come right down to it and the guys who come out of college to play in their first year in the NFL, they're still technically boys. They're not. They're not even men yet. So it's they're they're doing they're doing those rookie quarterbacks a huge disservice, which is even more of a credit to Mac Jones that he's been able to go out there and do the kind of things that he's been able to do. I'm, he's been the, he has been the find in mm-hmm. in this past draft. There's on the other no hand, no question about it. On the other hand, uh, your horse reference there, you, you know, if the horse gets to be the age of Tom Brady, they take it out behind the barn and they, <laughs> they shoot it. They but do. Um, <laughs> they but do. his sixth hundredth. Home uh, or th- touchdown throw, the first quarterback to ever do that, yep. and, and the and the knucklehead receiver who catches it throws it into the stands. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> did. Did you, he they did. showed they showed the follow up video 
of getting the ball back from the guy who was holding it because yep. he was right there, like in the front row. But there was a lot of conversation about what type of nego- negotiating yeah. might have gone on there. Right. Uh, because for some reason, I guess the sideline reporter said that the guy was going to get uh, – some merchandise, right? He got a he got a game ball. Yeah, that uh, they this exchanged the the footballs back and forth, uh-huh. and, they, and they said that they there there might be like an autographed jersey, uh, yeah. as part of the deal too. And what about a lifelong season, season ticket? ticket? Yeah, yeah I mean, for 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 four, yeah, for, for a football, yeah, that's that's an easy exchange. Yeah. I can't believe <laughs> that that negotiation happened that fast. I mean, I can understand maybe the guy was flustered. You know, and he pulled and, a fat. They pulled a fast one on him. There's right. no question about it. <laughs> and it's not like they could say to the guy, "Well, give us your name and number," because once the ball leaves the stadium, the authenticity is broken. Of course. So you know, it's. I think the guy should have held out for something. Better he should have said. He says, "Look, he says, listen, I'll definitely give you the ball back, but do you mind if I think about this for a, right. for, right. for a quarter or <laughs> yeah, two? Right. Come back in the fourth yeah. quarter. Come but back. then again, the league would have said, okay, but let us hold the ball.' Yeah." And then you lose the chain of evidence. Sure. You know, so. I, 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 the four of us have been in broadcasting for long enough to know that when you're in a live event, nearly anything can happen. Anything. Did you hear about the radio broadcast of the uh, the Ravens-Bengals game yesterday? No. No. <laughs> this no, Baxi, I didn't. What happened? Well, well, if you must ask. So, you know, the Bengals you know rip apart the, you know, Baltimore, 41-17. Apparently during the first half, now this is in, I, I believe it's in Baltimore, some uh, some fan climbs his way into the radio broadcast booth. Wow. I don't know how he does it. That takes some doing. He climbs his he's way Spider-Man. in. <laughs> he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Into the broadcast booth where he asks the broadcasters, hey, what are you doing? Uh, do you got anything to drink up here? And and that and he interrupts the broadcast looking for something to drink. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, that takes an awful lot of... Of chutzpah and I and beer. And, well, yes, well, I there you I go. I don't know if they <laughs> turned around to their cooler and gave the guy a couple belts. No, no, no. I'm thinking he already had plenty. Yeah, to he's probably has in there well, more just, than enough already. I'm just saying he may not have had any satisfaction as security was hauling the guy away. But good for him. Oh, it's probably a wager, his buddy. Yeah, I bet you can't do. Yeah. Oh, I bet I can. That's it. Yeah, that's I, can, it. I can't believe security wasn't there before he was able to fully pull his. You're talking about like an open faced. Yep. Uh, area where yep. the, all the broadcasts are done from. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I would think that uh, I would think that security would have been somewhere in you know not not right there, but somewhere in the hallway where somebody might have said, "Hey, I think this guy's trying to climb in the window." Not to the point where he gets in and goes, "Hey, what's going on? Well, you the, got anything to drink?" You got to wonder at what point do they realize. What's going What's on? Going They're on? focused on the game, not about the idiot climbing in, into the through the, yeah, front, the broadcast. You, once you start seeing that idiot, you, you, your concentration should be more on the idiot. Yeah. So uh, the Red Sox are not going to make uh, are not going are to the not. World Series. They are not. It uh, instead, what you have is the most tepid, boring, uninteresting collection of teams but, I've seen in years. But you know what? I, I was reading earlier this morning. It's kind of interesting to to uh, punish them. You know, the, the All-Star game was taken away from Atlanta. Now the World Series is going to get played there instead. That was a pretty good trade as a, at the at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure they'll take that. <laughs> hey, listen, Baxi, somebody, someone is obviously interested in this game. Uh, we are not. Um, I mean, the, it, the, the games start too late. 
It's, you know, 8-0, first pitch, which is, you know, past all of our bedtimes. Right. And, yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of a snoozer. But between the tomahawk chop and uh, banging on trash cans, these are two of the most hated uh, baseball, game, uh, baseball teams in the major leagues. So it's like, yeah, if you're a baseball fan, you know what? I think I'm going to get to you know, catch some early early napping. There's no, yeah. I guess that, I guess on the positive side, we don't have to sit there and 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 lose sleep o- over this one. No, the only way I'm watching is if Freddie Freeman, the Braves' first baseman, is mic'd up. Have you ever heard him when he's mic'd yeah, up? He's he a, is fantastic. He's a character. He they, really. They is. do that during the All Star game. They should yep. do it during the during the World Series. No there question about it. There you go. And you know, one of the things I think we don't realize too is um, uh, the Astros, despite the cheating scandal. Uh, no baseball team has done what what they are, have done and what they continue to do to this day in 40 years. This 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 Astro team is is a dynasty, so they do deserve a little. They do deserve our respect uh, to a certain point. They do deserve some of our attention. You're not. You, we're not going to see a baseball team like that in in a long, long time. Uh, yeah. I well, know. You know when you're talking about dynasties. Now you know. Granted, Deflate Gate. And uh, and the recording of games and things like that didn't do any long term damage to the Patriots dynasty. But uh, but you don't think a, a cheating scandal, an investigation that proves the team was involved in some type of cheating, yeah. is going to tarnish it may, any John. kind of a legacy well, feeling? It's yeah. tarnished the Patriots. So I mean, you go around the country, they they can't stand the Patriots. There'll be two sides to it. One, it John, it absolutely will tarnish it, but it also just kind of adds a little bit more intrigue to this. There, this this Astro team, this group, it, they are going to be talked about for. Um, a hundred years. Yeah, from like now. the Black Sox are. Like the like the Black Sox are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're still cheating, according to some they, teams. Uh, yes, well, they well, are. That's the Black Sox. You wanted to bring. We don't have a lot of time, but you wanted to bring something up. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, old old sportscasters, and you know, never die. They just kind of move on. And um, uh, Bob Newmeyer uh, passed away uh, yesterday. Oh yeah, um, Saturday. I read. I read that. Yeah. I, they said it rather, and. He was from around here. Well, that's what that's yeah, John. So he, this guy, you know, I knew I work with Numi for uh, for for twenty years, um, both when I was doing sports <clears throat> on TV in Boston, and then also when I was covering um, horse racing nationally. Um, he uh, started out um, as the play-by-play guy for the old Hartford Whalers. He worked at Channel Three in Hartford, and then he he you know started pursuing his TV career in Boston. Um, I just wanted to just talk about him a little bit because he was uh, he was a a, a great talent um, both as a as a sports reporter and as a handicapper uh, in the horse racing field. You know, uh, class act, great guy, and um, you know uh, we lost we lost Bob over the weekend. Just a a, a terrific guy from uh, beginning to end. Very good. So there you go. I just wanted to get that off no, my chest. No, listen, hey, no. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a very good, uh, very nice tribute to the guy. Uh, now get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, time, that, it is time for you to go, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Cohen, it's good to see you. Good and, to see you guys, and, too. And by go, you don't mean the same way as Newmark. No, 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 I'm not now. Yeah, don't, don't go away, Matt. <laughs> right. Just go away. Yeah, right. It's 726 on Rock 102. 736. With Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued at up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Thank you, Bax. Where was this initiative back when we were going to college? Smith. 
College announcing that starting next fall, it will eliminate loans from financial aid packages and replace those loans with grants from the college. Free money. John, you used to have a, a work at grants, didn't you? Uh, I didn't work at grants. Well, you worked yourself at grants. I worked it at grants. <laughs> gotcha. I don't want to know the details. Smith, you pres- sure? <laughs> They're quite intriguing. <laughs> Smith President Kathleen McCartney saying that reducing college debt will, quote, be life-changing for students, families, and future alums. You think? And again, why couldn't they have done this back when we were going? I got... I paid off my college loans, I think, when I was 35. It was such a good feeling mm-hmm. to finally pay off those college loans. The thing I don't get is, okay, so when you are when you get a loan, obviously you're borrowing money from a bank. Mm-hmm. A grant is coming from any number of sources, and you don't have to pay it back. Right. Where are they getting that money? Oh, Where's okay. that money well, they, coming from? First of all, from? their endowments are enormous, these types of schools <laughs> like Smith and other schools like Harvard and Amherst and Bowdoin have already made these moves. And you see where uh, Amherst decided last week that uh, – they are, they are no longer going to give first pick to the children of alumni? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, now you got to be smart. It's the legacy admission plan going bye-bye. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I get hit up three times a year from my alumni association mm-hmm. to donate money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they it doesn't matter where I move or where I go. They find me. I they, still... know, they know where I am. And it's always, uh, hi, uh, this is so in- Hi, this is Cassie from Marquette, uh, from the Mar- Marquette Alumni Association. Yep. Uh, we're looking to uh, you know, bolster our uh, our scholarship funds. Can I put you down for $1,000 tonight? Oh, in they which... even asked for a number. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and they want to start it off at, fi- at $1,000. Well, they know you're a sucker. Because anyone who went to college for this job that I'm doing with an eighth grade education, yeah. you're suckered. Well, exactly you gotta, right, John. Me, I fall into that category too. And don't you, all you got to do is tell them what you do for a living and go, come on, don't you know what I do yeah. for a living? Listen, I, I never assumed that I would be even a moderate success in this business. And, and, and one day you might. And yeah, someday <laughs> I might actually get there. But nevertheless... Uh, yeah, a thousand dollars. That's like the most presumptuous amount uh, you can ask for. How about this? How about you call me next year and get rejected again? I would go. I would go. Only a thousand? <laughs> Why? I would think you'd want say a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, I'm insulted. Click. Yeah, right. And no. And then I. Yeah. Then I would. <laughs> let me write that check for one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> click. I just want to say, wait till you're 55 years old as a graduate from Marquette University. See if you want to dish out $1,000 three times a year. Even if you wanted to, right? Please. <laughs> so I know you guys might have talked about this last week, but I'm bringing it up again because Halloween's coming up, and Chicopee's spooktacular Halloween event is tomorrow. Mm. Organizers Ooh. are seeking donations of candy. It's going to be a, ra- a crappy day tomorrow. Yeah, Any donations can be left at the city's police department on Church Street in Chicopee. How do we know the cops aren't going to be rifling through that stuff and eating them themselves? Oh, believe me, they will. Yeah, when, when, the, when the spooktacular organizers show up for the candy and there's like three... $100,000 bars left in a bag, bulk bag. <laughs> and there are cops all over the city smelling like peanut butter cups. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Officer, right. is, that a, is that a crunchy nougat I see on your lip there? <laughs> you are wrong, sir. Is, is, that, is that a mounds on your uniform? Oh, no, I, 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 I hate uh, coconut. Well, then I'll get you an almond joy. <laughs> A pest control company, Orkin, we all know Orkin, they've released their annual 
top 50 rattiest cities list. Chicago, number one. Yep. Boston, 13th. Mm-hmm. Hartford, Connecticut, making a big move up the charts to 21st. It's a very ratty town. And um, apparently the rats are moving north at a rapid rate because for the first time ever, Portland, Maine made the list in the top 50 at number 38. Springfield. Yeah, those are probably snowbird rats. Yeah, yeah right. They're, they're they, go to, they go to winter in Florida. <laughs> they're only there to see the foliage. Um <laughs> Springfield didn't make the list? I No, they, not the top 50 anyway, and that's all I've got in front this. of me. Speaking of the list, Springfield made the list of top places to retire. Um, I had it written down here somewhere because I'm trying to remember now whether it was to, top place to retire in Mass. Yeah, that's it. In huh. Massachusetts. <clears throat> why Springfield? I know. I don't know why. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Wow. Well, I'm gonna have to look yeah. into that. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can tell you why. <laughs> well, they um, hate to break it to you, but you're not that far away from I, being eligible. I, I know Be- because of its uh, affordable housing, green parks, quality hospitals, highly esteemed colleges. None of the, the hospitals the only thing retired people care about. And motorists who run over cyclists out in the roadways. Yeah. Don't, tell me any retirees give a frog's fat ass about how many colleges are I in know. the area. That's what I mean. Uh, Springfield is the region's economic hub and academic center. Hmm. What they care about at a certain age is where do I got to where do I got to go to see a doctor yep. and how far away am I from a CVS and how many pickleball courts are there? Well, you got a lot of that going on here. Wait, you're just talking about the pickleball courts that the active ones can enjoy. Yeah, well, but let me tell you, you know, having uh, having a place in a retirement community, those are the things they want to know. Where's Publix and how can I play pickleball? Can I join a league? I, I I can totally see why you're so anxious to get down there. Oh, I'm telling you, man. It's a fun place. I, I just got to – it's taken a while to get down the shuffleboard rules. <laughs> you should take the off months to bone up on the rules. Try darts instead. <laughs> Easier. So, did you guys check this out on social media? A photo no. of a woman on an airplane annoying the passenger's to the, to the rear of her, in the seats right behind her. Airline passengers finding new ways to annoy each other. Someone posted a photo over the weekend of a woman with long hair oh, that I was did see this. draped over the back of her headrest, so it was actually hanging down right in front of the face of the person who took the photograph. Now, their tray tables closed in the photo, but if they'd been eating, her hair would have been right in their food. Right. One person joked they would have gently opened up their tray table and then closed it back up on the hair with the hair inside. So when she's they tra- also blocking their television monitor. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have a problem with that bitch. Well, I, I, whether there's a monitor in the seat or not, yeah. keep your hair on your side of the plane. Yeah. Otherwise, I may have to cut your hair. It's yeah. like a, it's like an under the seat uh, bag. It has to go under the seat in front of you, not not under your seat. Right. So the hair should be on your side of the headrest. I, I, I got to believe this may have been a moment. And, and it may have been a moment, but even if it's just a moment, yeah, it's, it's a moment of complete you know, uh, you, you disrespect. Oh Disregard for fellow human beings. There's another picture I'm looking at here of a woman sitting uh, in a seat, and she obviously has taken a selfie because the passenger behind her has her bare feet up on the headrest of the woman sitting in front of her. All right, mm-hmm. that's gross. Yeah. Oh, and here's another one with the hair over the monitor, over the back. There's a number of them like that. Yeah. Be- airline passengers behaving badly and t- 
total oblivion with, with regard to other human beings. Nice. I have no idea how this person did this. Uh, there's, the, a, there's another photo. Oh, no, those are his ankles. I thought they were his knees. Okay, never mind. But very tiny knees. Yeah, he's Look. got an anatomical problem there. Yeah, his knees are being mistaken for ankles. ankles. Yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking a lot of these uh, hair over the... No, that looks real. I was going to say I think they're fake or they're staged. Yeah, see, like there's another one here of a woman who's taking her coffee mug and uh, and putting it up to the woman's hair, so the woman's hair is soaking in her coffee. There you go. <laughs> Great. Uh, the latest 007 flick, No Time to Die, finished third over the weekend at the box office. Third for 007. Well, what was number one and two? I, I don't have the list in front of me. I just have this story about No Time to Die raking in $11.8 million. Alongside a survey by the online casino Party Casino, revealing that 64% of women would trade their husband or boyfriend for Daniel Craig's version of James Bond. Of course, this is Craig's final go-around as 007. They're going to find a new one for the next installment. So, speaking of online casinos, uh, I finally got it to work on Saturday. You did? Yes. I, I drove down. This time I went to the Enfield Square. Instead of just over the Long Meadow line because of the possibility that maybe I wasn't into Connecticut far enough, although it shouldn't matter. Like I said, there's people gambling on the George Washington Bridge once they get halfway across. But I went to the Enfield Square this time uh, based on a listener recommendation. I did, um, I did, uh, what was the name of it there? Fandle. It was, um, I believe it was, no, it was, was uh, it DraftKings. DraftKings. Draft Draft That's it. <laughs> DraftKings. Was uh, Mohegan Sun, they said, or Foxwoods. I forget. Anyway, I uh, I got through. I was able to use my charge card. I put in $100, and um, in less than 20 minutes, I had lost ninety nine fifty. Still got 50 cents. Uh, well, it's kind of stuck in that account, which I uh, will never go back to again. So... Not, uh, not, was, not good enough in an experience for you? No, not not if you not when you're gonna lose a hundred bucks. I mean, there were a couple of couple of times where I was up, but uh they were very fleeting and, and I just I don't even like playing video games in the casino. Right. Let alone on my phone because so, you just feel like I don't want to use the word fixed, but the odds are against you because they are based on algorithms. Are you are you playing with other players? Players no. So you're you're, you're basically you're playing a dealer, and yeah. the dealer could simply be a, a computer program. Yep. yep. See, you're already set up for for failure. Yeah, I know. I know. So because the, I won't be, be going back. No, John. You said you wanted to try this online gambling thing. You tried it. Yep. You're done. Yeah. You're one and done. It. It's not like I want to. Well, try a different game. No, mm. you know, blackjack is my game, and I really don't like playing against algorithms. No, I think. Listen, I think if you're going to do a sports book online. That makes a little bit of sense mm-hmm. because it's you against the game. Yep. As opposed to an algorithmic uh, computer program, which could easily modify the results of what cards they draw. I mean, I tried just for the hell of it because there's nobody else there to to castigate you. Uh, I did something I would never do at a table. Uh, I had like uh, a pair of kings, and uh, the dealer had a had a three showing. So just for the hell of it, just because there's nobody there to make fun of me, I split the kings. And I lost, which is against the fundamentals. Yeah. And the other part about it is, um, you know, if you're looking for a place to get away from it all, mm-hmm. Enfield Square is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was uh, I was on the uh, G Fox side, <laughs> and uh, there was no one there. 
I don't even you, go with Macy's. You, you youngsters may <laughs> yeah, have to look that up. Yeah. yeah, unless you're looking for eyeglasses, there's <laughs> nothing Gee, in Fox. this. Like a canyon. Gee, Fox. Yeah, that was uh, that was the west side of the Enfield Square. Uh, Jerry Springer was on the Nick Cannon show recently. Now, this is a story maybe you big radio stars, you two guys, or Steve Nagel can relate to. Springer was talking about the idea of him getting recognized in public. Yeah, the worst place it ever happened, though, is uh, I'm at a football game. I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals, the big stadium. So in the middle of the game or during halftime, you go to the men's room. Well, the men's room in stadiums, they're like 500 people in, <laughs> inside it. And I get spotted. And all of a sudden, it's my turn at the urinal. You up. 500 guys going, Jerry. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll be right with you. <laughs> Right, so See, I would think the worst place he would get recognized is that lineup from that prostitution sting when he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Well, it was a long time ago, Bex. That's still... Nobody remembers. Come on. more embarrassing than a bathroom mishap. <laughs> It'd be worse if it was like uh, the old Fenway Park where everyone was peeing into a trough. Well, I think that's kind of what it was in the Bengal Stadium. Really? I think he was suggesting yes. that. It was that type of thing where you're waiting and then all of a sudden it's your turn, along with probably the turn of another hundred guys at once, to go to the trough. <laughs> I, the, the worst part would be is if it was on both sides, mm. you know, like some kind of double-sided buffet table. Yeah. like we, You got friendly one, fire. One, yeah, one bad arc and it's yeah. all over. Or a mirror. That would be even worse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. That's all I got? Mid-50s today with sporadic rain and maybe a little bit heavier rain tomorrow. Also, a gale warning will be in effect for tomorrow as well. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel on the news on Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Whitesnake and Rock 102. You know who else did that uh, Did that song quite well, in fact? Uh, Aquanet? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Aquanet, uh, Friday night at uh, the Oktoberfest down at the Student Prince. It was, uh, it was, it was kind of cool. I mean, because this had been the third week of, uh, of the music and because Aquanet had been rained out the previous Saturday... Uh, Southern Rain was really each one of these nights was only supposed to be a single band playing from seven to ten, and that was supposed to have been Southern Rain that night. But because of the Saturday before being rained out, Aquanet was moved to play before Southern Rain, which I think threw a lot of people off because they were expecting a seven o'clock show, and Aquanet played from five thirty to seven, so it was still kind of early. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, it, it's not like the it's not like the student prints didn't uh, you know go on social media or have oh, it on yeah. their website. I mean, they had they did what they had to do. Oh yeah, and uh, and I mean, and by the midway through the set, it uh, it got uh, much much busier because you know, I, I at that point, I think there was a lot of people showing up for Southern Rain as as well. But um, you know what what disappoints me now is that's pretty much near the end of the outdoor concert season. Um, for instance, the other big uh, band that I've become a huge follower of, uh, Johnny Six Gun. They are playing Friday night at a place, and I cannot for the life of me, having grown up here all my life, place this uh, location, what is now called the Broadbrook Opera House. And I'm fairly certain that there is almost never an opera in it but it's a it's a beautiful place that clearly has been there for a long, long time. 
Broadbrook is like a part of East Windsor. It's, uh, I guess, I believe it has its own zip code and it's considered its own little, okay. uh, like village or something like that. Uh, and you look at the website of this Broadbrook Opera House, and man, does it look nice. And I, you know, being a huge Johnny Six Gun fan, um, unfortunately, I'm just not comfortable being indoors in crowded shows. Well, it looks roomy enough, though. It yeah. does look very roomy. Uh, of course, the, oh, uh, the Mama the, Mia is coming in November. Of course, the uh, the camera adds ten to twelve feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's like you know a friend uh, a friend over the weekend says, "Hey, you want to go to Poor Richards and see this band on uh, Saturday night?" And I said, "You know, I, I'd love to, but I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go to a crowded place." And then he writes back and he goes, "I thought you said you went to the Oktoberfest last night. That wasn't crowded." And I'm like, hey, dumbass, that's outdoors, okay? Have you thought about going to see bands that aren't nearly as good? No. Because well, it, cause at least there, you'll probably get less of a crowd. Well, oh, you mean indoor bands that don't draw. Yeah, like oh, look, oh. like specifically the bands that suck. Yeah. I mean, like, re- like really, really, you get to see the live music, mm-hmm. but you don't have to worry so much about people going. No, if I wanted to do that, I'd go anywhere to see an acoustic show. All right, you know what? That's that's just your own personal I, oh, taste. Oh yes, it is. But I've seen yeah. some acoustic shows really, Ugh. really pack them in. God, I hate acoustics. But well, take uh, your take your favorite guitarist. Who's your favorite guitarist of all time? Rock and roll. Uh, let's let's just say for the sake of conversation, David Gilmore. All right. So if David Gilmore, Pink Floyd, wasn't no. he, he's playing an acoustic set somewhere, you wouldn't. Nope, I would not go. Jeez. I wouldn't go if he were playing it at the Broadbrook Opera House. <laughs> The you, hell, know, you don't know the, how to find the Broadbrook yeah, Opera House. Uh, yeah, right. One, you don't know where it is. First Particularly of all, a band like uh, Pink Floyd that requires so much more than just four instruments. You know, I mean, the production value of a Pink Floyd song makes it very difficult to enjoy with a folk guitar. Well, I mean, unless uh, it's Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. That's and hey, hey, You is, uh, you know, primarily uh, now, acoustic it guitar. Opens, it opens with acoustic guitar. It's yeah. primarily an electric you don't want to debate this with me when it comes to the wall and Pink Floyd for pal. No, I, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, in, in my own opinion, the wall is maybe the most overrated of their records, but that's yeah. that's just me. But uh, yeah, that's I, I'm. And there are places that MGM would be a good example. They their free music Fridays now are indoors. They they're, they've come up off the plaza because <laughs> that's the end of the season. And now they're in the uh, Araya Ballroom up on the uh, second or third floor. I forget which which floor it is. Um, but you know what I don't get is it's still 7.30 to 9. I mean, that, that was the thing over the summer when we went to see um, – when I went to see uh, uh, L.A. Backstage Pass. And I was like, okay, look, I, I get the fact that the neighborhood got all up in arms when MGM first opened three years ago with the sound and the noise – Particularly to the south of the of the um, of the uh, open area there, right um, plaza, and so the the town the city said, okay, that's it, nine o'clock. We're shutting it down at nine o'clock. Now, Oktoberfest went at ten o'clock, but that's a far less residential area, and the music blasts towards right. the highway, not towards residential areas. But I, I, I was like, you know, 7.30 to 9. The band is just getting going well, in an hour and a half. If you're moving it indoors. Well, let me ask you this, and, I, and I'm asking this because I, I, I clearly don't know. 
if you get an entertainment license in the city of Springfield, mm-hmm. is it an annual license that says it can only be this way for 12 months? Or do you can they go and get an amended entertainment license that says if it's indoors, you can expand it to, say, like 11 o'clock? Well, if it's indoors, you should be able to expand it till midnight or one, well, just I, like the bars that have bands. I mean, do. I just I don't really understand. I don't really understand, I don't why, understand they would, that either. why they would shut it down so early. But, I know. Uh, but or, I don't, at but the I very mean, least, started at seven. But I don't even understand. But I don't even understand why nine o'clock. On a weekend, I know. you've got to shut it down. Yeah, because the on people, an out- it's too loud. We can't sleep. We have babies. You're keeping our children awake. Listen, you, you've moved. We're drowning out the gunfire. <laughs> I'm just going to say, between the the, the the sirens of emergency yeah. vehicles, yeah. the screaming, the yelling, mm-hmm. the gunshots, there's all kinds of ways that you can get woken up at 9.01 on a Friday or Saturday night in the, in, in yeah. downtown Springfield. Yeah. Well, it's uh, that's too bad that the... Uh, the outdoor season is over. I'm not. I'm not ready yet to go yeah. uh, indoors with a lot of people. I did a surprisingly uh, small amount of any of that outdoor stuff this year. Yeah, well, because you don't like outdoors. No, it, it, that's not necessarily true. You I mean, said it a hundred times. I hate going outdoors. Well, typically, I hate outdoors. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with the when White Lion would have everything in their little beer garden, or you know, other events where the the student prince had Oktoberfest. Now, for whatever May reason. Fest. For what other reason? I just wasn't able to get out to uh, Oktoberfest, other than you know one night, which is the middle of the week. But uh, but that was it. Yeah, just didn't go out. It's just you know the the problem is like Hamden so far away from all the fun stuff. Hamden so far away from everything. It is. I mean, fun I, or not fun. No, no regrets mm-hmm. having moved there. But it's like it, it's not like everything is just a you know a a, a quick little jaunt. Well, what about the uh, Hamden Amphitheater? The Hamden Bowl. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. Nah. I don't know of those places. What about actually. the uh, Tangleham? <laughs> Tangleham. <laughs> Listen, I can't even get Ham a comp- I can't even get a complimentary membership to Great the Great Horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind gonna... finding a place where the. Yeah, never mind finding the fun. You keep saying that a complimentary membership. You'd be lucky to get a complimentary round. And well, I don't mean of drinks. No, I know. I mean, listen. I, I'm just saying. I think I make a wonderful member there. Yeah. You're a member, all right. Well, can you? I live right down the road from so it. Do a lot of other people. I, I would be a, 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 probably a, far more deserving. I would be. I think a, a wonderful ambassador for the place. But yet, do they? Are they knocking on my door saying, "Come on in, Mister Baxendale. Uh, you and your wife. Uh, everything is on us." I, I do. Uh, it is kind of interesting how people or places rather come up with names. I love that the the Broadbrook Opera House. It's like, okay. Uh, when's the next Pavarotti show? Well, uh, I, I, I I sometimes think they don't really think of it in terms of actual opera. No, I don't. But I just don't. as a smaller venue yeah. Yeah. for people. And it, actually, it looks, the it pictures looks look nice. beautiful. Yeah, it looks really nice. I'll tell you, this place I went to last week in, um, in Fall River, the Narrows, it's actually a really cool place for a show. And they got you know some they got like uh like you know round tables spread out on, on the on the floor and then behind that it looks like almost like uh, benches or church pews behind it mm-hmm. and I don't know what the capacity was it probably was probably four hundred five hundred people at the most maybe even less than that about the size of city stage technically yes but not. Not, but not laid out that way. But not laid out that right. way at all. It wasn't right. laid out like a like a theater. It, mm-hmm. it was ma- laid out very much like 
like a place that the Partridge family would play in. But it was a but it was a cool place to see a show, even though they had all these uh, you know very heavy handed rules about getting yourselves in. But cool place to see it. Yeah, yeah, very cool place. Um, you know, I, I just I don't have an excuse for this. Uh, it, it just it happens every year. And every year I end up apologizing for it. And I'm, and I'm being texted now uh, again to remind me, um, if I would, to include in my sports on Monday mornings the Thunderbirds. Uh, they are off to one of their hottest starts ever. They are 4-0-1. and oh and one. Um, I'm wearing my Thunderbirds sweatshirt today, in fact. Yeah, they beat Providence last night 4-1. Yeah. Yeah. Or yesterday, I should say. Uh, off to our hottest start, 4-0-1 points in every game. That's and then awesome. Beat the Bruins yesterday. So yeah, yeah. My apologies, Nate, and I will make a note to remember to do that on Monday. You know morning. what Nate said it before? Their affiliation with the uh, St. Louis Blues is going to be a pretty productive one. So he he was not the he was not kidding you. And as and as long as I'm here, I'm going to plug my appearance with Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Thunderbirds, every Thursday over on Laser 99.3 and 98.5. I, I'm always plugging Patriots games on Rock 102 when I'm on Laser. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, there, there you Thursdays go. Thursdays at eight fifteen with Tommy Cross, the Simsbury native. And you, you know that uh, Pat Kelly is now the PA announcer at all yeah. Thunderbirds games. Yeah, they couldn't afford a real one. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a commitment. Appar- too. Apparently, well, he wasn't had, didn't have a whole lot on his plate. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. He, he's now the. The in-house voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds, and, and I've been to, to two games at the Mass Mutual Center, and he, you know, he sounds okay. I'll give him that. But it's fun to go yes. to the game. Yes. that's, that's oh, the yeah. whole thing. Yes. it's oh, always yeah. fun to go. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's uh, eight twenty-four with Bax and O'Brien and Dave Coombs. It's eight twenty-seven with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred and two. Rock one hundred and two and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement are giving you a chance to win tickets to see. New England take on Cleveland at Foxborough on Sunday, November 4th. Go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. We will choose a winner on November 1st. That is like days away from today. Your chance to win tickets to New England versus Cleveland brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So I see this commercial uh, during one of the games yesterday. I forget if it was the Patriots or the Buccaneers game uh, for uh, a video game. And... I'm a big fan of this type of music. It's called epic music, and I and I play it all the time on uh, on YouTube. And it's basically uh, video game music. Uh, a lot of it is orchestral. Uh, there's a lot of rock in it as well. And there was this commercial yesterday. And unfortunately, it was only a 30 second commercial uh, for a game called Beat Saber. Beat Saber, and. Uh, when you froze the screen, there was something that said something about uh, Billie Eilish. Now, uh, I love him. I think he's a great singer. Her. And uh, <laughs> uh, I've been a big fan of his for, for many, many years. Um, so I Googled that, and I got a three-and-a-half-minute version of the song. And it's just so cool. The game is apparently, you know, it's a virtual reality kind of thing. And you're 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 playing with lightsabers, and you're hitting uh, objects as they are flying towards you mm-hmm. in synchronization to the song, and it's it's just it's a really cool video to watch. I and and I like the song. The song was actually very good. If uh-huh. I uh, 
I ever get to see him in concert, I, I definitely <laughs> want to be there. Yeah, Billie Eilish is a young woman. Huh? She's a young woman. I don't believe that for a second. Believe me, yeah. she's a young woman. You, I think you're thinking of Billie Idol. No, no. I. Uh, he's an old man. He's a very old man. Yeah. In fact, I believe he's even older than you. Yeah. But oh, yeah. nevertheless, could, Billie Eilish is a young woman. Could be Billie Eilish's grandfather. In theory, yes, and and the you know the worst part of it is I I don't see in three D, so I can't use virtual reality. Otherwise, I would go. I would spend like a thousand dollars. You're not that good in regular reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd spend like a thousand dollars for one of these video games just to hear that young man sing. <laughs> woman. Okay. She's a woman. All, right. All woman. We don't use those pronouns anymore. Well, she still does, and those are the ones she'll be using when she's playing that music. I tell you, it's a, it's a cool song. Great song. It's 8.30. We have news next to Rock 102. Something you've made will travel to outer space, power unmanned aircraft, and navigate the depths of the ocean. 8.32 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build... To learn more, visit nasrcc.org. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All right, Bex, thanks. We'll start off with weather because a powerful nor'easter will impact Massachusetts in the first half of the week, bringing high winds, dangerous surf, and several inches of rain to various areas from Boston to Worcester and elsewhere. Today, the rain already beginning across much of the state will be continuing into tonight kind of intermittent at times, and then become more severe into tomorrow. The National Weather Service projects several inches of rain uh, through tomorrow night, with totals as high as six inches projected from Boston to Worcester and up to four inches for our area. That means it's going to be raining a lot, Mm -hmm. um, which really kind of – I'm at the point now where I have to carry my dog uh, outside to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. because she really can't navigate the deck stairs so uh that means we both get wet well it's kind of like the football game last night i don't know if you saw the 49ers Mm-mm. Uh, with their home game in san francisco last yeah, night that was and, and it was pouring rain to the point where they actually showed weather maps i mean that's unusual during a football game and they the, they described it as something like uh an aeronautic river mm-hmm. or something along those lines it was yeah, some phrase that was a river in the sky the and, people who were there watching the game chose to be there, and yeah. the players making millions I have no sympathy for. Mm-hmm. But having to carry my dog out into the rain at 4 a.m.? Yeah, that's a real it's, sacrifice. It's a pain in the ass. Well, just bear all of that in mind and get your rain gear and umbrella and keep it handy. I can't carry an umbrella while I'm carrying the dog. i got to find some kind of way to... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Suit him up with a dogbrella. Well, got, for the dog, yes, yeah. but for me to have to carry... I'm not worried about... Her getting wet. <laughs> it's all about him. Yeah. Well, she doesn't she doesn't mind. Yeah, she's wearing a coat anyway. Mm-hmm. Here's an update on that story we did earlier about the threat that occurred online to quote shoot up Central High School. And because there are so many towns with a central high school, many places were on alert from Kansas to Texas to South Dakota to St. Joseph's, Missouri, and of course here in Springfield where there's a central high school. Well, as a result, Springfield Central High will see an increased police presence today. That's two days after students and parents were warned by Mayor Sarno and others about the potential shoot-up of a school with the name of Central High. Uh, The threat was made 
Thursday by students in Missouri and was posted to Snapchat and prompted investigations in all those other places, including in Springfield, Massachusetts. You know, it just amazes me how um, how easy it is to create a panic, mm-hmm. um, particularly thanks to the Internet. Uh, but, you know, and, and we talked about this earlier this morning, and I made somewhat of a reference to overreaction. Um, and I, and I get, uh, I get, um, vigilance. I understand that. I also get, uh, liability that, you know, God, God willing or God forbid rather <clears throat> something happen and the school or the police department hadn't done this. Uh, there would be all kinds of, of, uh, past tense review of the decisions, but the fact, I mean, when you think about how many death threats there are out there and how few get followed through on, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it just makes you wonder sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but- this, this damn internet has given people this avenue that so many of them wouldn't take but like were you, it not for the anonymity. But like you said, you know, your vigilance being what it is, you know, God forbid they don't take it seriously enough and then there's a problem. Yeah, and and I and I I get it. Listen, I mean, you know, obviously this is not a Springfield central, you know, threat, but it doesn't mean that people are comfortable 100%. So No, but it's it's just so weird to take these this I mean, you remember if you remember they this, they determined in the investigation of the Parkland uh shooting that uh at least two staff members saw that kid coming into the school with a gun mm-hmm. and neither one of them stopped him. So, you know, if you have people that are there specifically to keep the building and its occupants safe and they fail to do their job, they're there every day to do that. Whereas, you know, if you have to deploy the police or special services to particular schools for one or two days because of an online threat that wasn't even specific in location, it, it, it's, it kind of makes you realize, you know, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. That's it. That's absolutely true. Meantime, many people believe there's some hyperbole and panic surrounding the pandemic. And maybe it's ironic, but panic and pandemic both start with a P-A-N. Oh, the, my God. Yeah, look at that. So does pandemonium. The union representing Massachusetts State Police troopers are upset and accusing Governor Charlie Baker of putting lives at risk. Pancake as well. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of pancake. Want to keep going? What about uh, frying pan? What about Pandora? What about your pancreas? You're right about that. You ever think about that? No, Pandora. You're thinking of Andorra. No, she had a radio too. What about Panda (laughs) Express? You're right. Delicious (laughs) food. (laughs) Anyway, the Mass State Police Union upset at Governor Charlie Baker because he's putting lives at risk, they say, over his COVID-19 vaccine mandate, which covers troopers and other executive branch personnel. Even though last week we pointed out more police officers in the last two years have died from COVID than have been shot or died in auto accidents. So who's putting who in danger? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, it, it, for those of us who have been vaccinated, it's very hard for us to understand why somebody wouldn't. Very hard. And, and, you know, and for those who have refused to be vaccinated, it's probably hard for you to imagine why all of us would go and jump right into it. Well, maybe because it's been proven that it works. 
uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, hey, listen, science get, science gets refuted all the time. Like I said, I just I you know the police, uh, public safety, those those kinds of people, those those are the ones I believe that should have a mandate. Speaking of public safety, I mean, a Marine veteran named James Kilser stopped an armed robbery at a gas station last week in Yuma, Arizona. He had just bought something when crooks entered with guns, and so he took the guy down, and here he is describing his heroism. The situation had to be dealt with, and there was really only one way to deal with it. Pick my target. I hit him in the gun before the keys hit the ground. That's how fast I moved. I'm a chubby guy, so, I mean, I don't move that fast anymore. I've put on a couple pounds since the Marine Corps. May or may not have broke his nose because he was bleeding all over the place. That boy needs some Jesus. He's going down the wrong path real quick. He's like robbers. (laughs) There were robbers, and apparently some of them fled, but he was able to apparently detain one of them with his... Quick thinking and his chubby skills. It's like when it's like when Steve uh, dismantled right. that terror cell. Exactly. Yeah. Got the Cumberland yeah. Farms. That's what it reminded me of, and that guy sounded a little like Steve as well. Yeah. And the I guy know. had a gun. Yes. Yeah. See that? But that's what you got to be careful of. I mean, that Marine is lucky that when the cops got there, that's like the I've told the story before about how when I chased a, a shoplifter when I was working in security at Caldor, he had a knife, and by the time I caught him and disarmed him, uh, the police were arriving on the scene, and the next thing I know, I got two guns pointed at me. They're just about ready to shoot me because I'm holding a knife now. <laughs> you got to you, you, you gotta be careful with that. You think that story bests Steve's thwarting of a terror oh, cell? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry it does. Oh, my God. You know, look, listen, he, listen he beat guy. me with the cancer stories with the dead wife thing, but <laughs> I, I, still, uh, I still got that one. Yeah, I don't think so, pal. Did you get free coffee for a year, though, John? No, no I got he, fired. He got a pink slip telling <laughs> yeah. him to get the hell out. I got fired. My favorite lunch spot, Frigo's, is profiled this morning in MassLive.com because they lost one and they gained one. Renzo Frigo died October 11th at the age of 88, but uh, the newest Frigo, Nick Frigo, who's 21, carrying on in the tradition of service at Frigo's Foods, which is now officially gone fourth generation. Renzo Frigo owned and operated Frigo's Foods, Springfield South End, for more than 50 years. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how many kids there are, but... um... And I used to be kind of married into a family business that had been three generations. Actually, I believe it's on; it's almost on its way to a fourth generation. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that uh, the sons were the only males in the family. So it was almost like automatic that they were going to take the business. But it's like, what if you don't want to do what your uh, what your father does, even though it's a family business, and you're the one who's got to keep it going for for another generation. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I knew a family business uh, that did that. Mm-hmm. They were they were involved in the uh, the funeral business, and uh, you know the oldest son was the the smartest of the uh, of the bunch, and uh, it was always assumed as a kid that. Yeah, you know, one day this would all be his. Sunny boy, someday mm-hmm. this embalming room will all be yours. He put me up on one of those coffins. Yep. And he said, Had me in the boy. back, and then, Sunny yeah. boy, your future's, yeah. your future's in caskets. Well, I don't want to do this. And, and that's exactly what the kid did. He didn't want to do it. Sunny, so, sunny boy, more like Tommy boy in that case. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, so the family business went to the youngest son. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So there was at least a. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to think. There's something that we just I just knew about yeah. recently. But the, where they ended up just selling it because the next generation didn't want to do it. But the youngest one was the freighter with the family. He was uh, weak and stupid. Yeah. And you know, then next thing you know, it ain't, you know, it ain't, it ain't uh, doing all the great business that it used to. People aren't dying in the same numbers. And so or they're yeah, not going to this funeral. They're home. not going to that one. So that's uh, you know, that's that's business for you. Yeah. See, I'm sure. I, I'm pretty sure I would have destroyed any family business that we had. had we could have had. See, my parents were therapists. There really is no family business. It's not like I could have picked up my my parents' clients and started, mm-hmm. you know, performing therapy on them. Yeah, and my my father was a salesman who worked for uh, somebody, so he he didn't have his own business either. Thankfully, uh, my family is not a group of go getters. And I have no des- desire of passing on my DJ skills or radio hosting skills to my son. Oh, oh God. God, no. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. You always want better for your kids. Yeah, he, he has no interest either. A 53-year-old Massachusetts woman recently uh, sentenced for her role in a multi-million dollar cannabis scheme. Deanna Martin was sentenced to serve four years in prison Tuesday, and her Milton home will be seized by the government Authorities saying that she owned and managed something called Northern Herb, which operated a website offering marijuana products for sale, including raw marijuana, pre-rolled marijuana cigarettes, and marijuana edibles as well. The only problem was they were providing medical marijuana, but they didn't require customers to provide proof of a medical marijuana card. And that's wrong, right? <laughs> that apparently that's is wrong. wrong. Yes. Yeah. I just, I just don't... Uh... I got a lot of issues with the property seizure laws. It just, you know, first of all, they're allowed to do it prior to a conviction, which really sucks because you're supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. And uh, and I understand, you know, look, if, if they believe that whatever it is they're seizing was gotten through illegal, got illegally gotten gains, okay, I, I, I get that too. But I mean... Unless you can directly link the purchase of that house and every dollar spent on it to that marijuana operation, I, I just not a big fan of government seizure of property. Foxwoods Resort Casino is betting on comedians for 2021. Among the stand-up comics coming to the casino include Bob Marley, the comedian. Bob Marley, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Sure. We've had him a hundred times. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Bob Saget, Sinbad, and Trevor Noah, the late-night talk host. Ooh, Sinbad. They, I mean, I, I remember that uh, Foxwoods has a comedy club. I don't know whether – I'm talking about years ago now, whether or not it was still open. Does it say where they're going to be playing, or is this the theater? says uh, at Foxwoods Resort Casino does not specify yeah. the venue. Mm. Probably the Fox Theater. For those names, yes. For the, yeah. yeah. For, the, for the smaller comedy shows, I believe uh, it's a small bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> and I talked last. I think it was maybe maybe it was two hours ago now about the latest 007 flick, No Time to Die, and I said it finished third at the box office over the weekend. And I know we were looking into what. Hard for me to believe that a 007 movie would finish third the weekend it was released, but yeah. apparently there are two other movies that did better box office than No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's final installment as James Bond. Yeah, and there were probably go. Generation Z movies. Or millennial type movies, and do you know what the other two were? I think the first one was Dune. There you go. Yeah, I don't okay. know what the second one. Was. Okay, older people that want to see uh, 007, and they're not going to go into theaters yet. 
Maybe that's true. Yep. Uh, and I also quoted from a survey that said that 64% of women would trade their husband or boyfriend for Daniel Craig's version of James Bond. What I didn't get to is the other side of the coin. How Wh- many men would trade their wives in for Honey Penny? <laughs> money, money Penny. I mean. It wasn't Money Penny. Which Bond girl ah, do you think got yeah. the most votes on the other side of the coin? That's- Barbara Bach. Ringo's wife is still taken, John. Yeah, well, but I still believe she was the one uh, highest on the list. Incorrect. Uh, Bax? Uh, I don't know any others. I'm going to say uh, Hunter Blackman. <laughs> Incorrect. Ah. She, she, you're going old school. That was, gold, that was Goldfinger, That's I right. Think. No, uh, Halle Berry. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. that bikini, a.k.a. Jinx in Die Another Day. Mm. There you go. So... Hey, I, I would agree with that. Yes, please, I would say, to Jinx from Die Another Day. I'm Dave Coombs. We're going to have mid-50s for the high today. Lots of rain today. More rain than that tomorrow, so make sure you bear that in mind. I'm filling in for Steve Nagel on the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 and the Jay Giles Band on Rock 102. A lot of rain uh, between today and tomorrow. A lot of rain. It is 48 in downtown Springfield. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about uh, the Hyundai Salute to Heroes. It's actually a very, very cool thing. And to talk about uh, uh, talk about it is uh, Carla Kazenzi from uh, Country Hyundai. Good morning, Carla. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. good. Tell us about uh, what this is all about. Um, Hyundai Salute to Heroes is a way of acknowledging ordinary people in our lives and in our community who have done heroic things. Um, especially through the past year and a half, which has been a difficult time for a lot um, of people. So I think that Hyundai came up with this amazing campaign where you can nominate somebody who you think has really stood out in your community and your life. Did you you get clearance to do this interview? (laughs) I've I've noticed. noticed, Do you think anyone will know? I've noticed in your commercials the kids are getting bigger parts now. (laughs) <laughs> as they get they sure older are. as they get older they seem to be getting bigger parts do they have agents are they pres- pressuring you <laughs> it's funny you say that because yes they are mm-hmm. they want to get paid they want to go to target or reading <laughs> right. a to z every time they do something yes so are, are they, yes, are, it's not easy anymore are, are they you calling dibs an office space yet <laughs> yes, actually, yes. We have a desk set up. That's what you got to watch out for because we were talking about family businesses a few minutes ago. You might want to cut these kids off before it's too late. I, mean, I, I can I can see a parent of a of a kid. I mean, you're you own all these car dealerships. You're trying to get your kid to like do their homework, and then they say, "Well, I'm going to have to talk to my manager." And I would love to see that that kind of thing happen. I'm glad that that would be entertaining for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing about this uh, this Hyundai Salute to Heroes is that the 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 winner gets a a brand new uh, Tucson, and and, it, and it's not just you, you're getting the Tucson, but you know all the taxes and fees are all taken care of. So I mean, it really is it really is a great gift to someone who who deserves who deserves it, and someone who's done great work. Yeah, I mean, it's a brand new, completely redesigned uh, 2022 Hyundai Tucson SE. And just like you mentioned, the Hyundai dealers of Western Mass have all come together to cover the cost of sales tax and fees. So when we say you win a brand new 2022 Tucson, you really do. And it's not often that you can win something and there's no fees associated with it. Have you ever noticed how Tucson is not at all spelled like it sounds? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, but, I have. But either either is hun, either is Hyundai, but yet we're yeah. we're figuring that one out now. I, I love the, the every interview we ever do with Carla, I know how nervous she is that I'm gonna say something stupid. <laughs> and, and he, and he you does. know me too well after i think it's been like it's been yeah 10 years now, yeah, at right? least yeah. at least and yet he never disappoints you yeah, does he right right <laughs> never yeah. never there you go always lives up to the expectations so this is so how does somebody uh nominate someone for the hyundai salute to heroes um so you can go to hyundai salute to heroes.com and in 300 words or less you explain um why you believe your nominee is a hero and, and when's the, uh, what is the, the deadline for nominations? Because that's coming up. Yeah, it's October 31st. Um, it ends Sunday, October 31st, and the winner is announced Friday, November 12th. Cool. Very, Very good. good. Hyundai salute to heroes.com. Carlos Cazenti, it's always great to talk to you, and, uh, and I think it's a great thing what you're doing. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for your time. Keep your eye on those kids. (laughs) (laughs) So next time you're looking for an interview, it'll be them. Yeah, yeah, might as well. Very good. Thanks, Carl. Good to talk to you. Carla Kazanzi. Bye. It's 858 on Rock 102. 